We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lords by donating to the Future Full of Hope Capital Campaign at lordsdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. Okay, we've got a lot to talk about today. If you listen to today's gospel, this is one that bothers a lot of people. And so I hope you were paying attention. Uh, today's gospel, Jesus says straight up, there is no marriage in heaven. So take that. No, <laughs> I said that last time. But the, the Jesus says that straight up. And that should bug us. It bugs people. I have people all the time that say, Father Brian, how can that be? We're going to dive into that today. And it's a powerful, powerful gospel today. And I want to talk to you about why that's good news. But first a quote. So you know this about me. I am I'm a melancholic, but I'm just, I'm just romantic at heart. I always have been my whole life. My, my parents, they were at the last Mass. When I was a kid... My parents used to say that whoever Brian falls in love with the first is like, he's got to marry that girl. Like, that's what's going to happen. And my dad, who's not Catholic, like, the first girl I really, I don't know, fell in love. I mean, it was high school, so like, what does that mean? But the first girl I really kind of fell for, right, like, when we broke it off, my dad still thinks that's why I'm a priest. I'm like, Dad, (laughs) come on, Dad, right? Like, give me a little more credit than that. But I have this heart for romance, and, and I'm just romantic. I love romance. Uh, and so I like some of those cheesy songs. I know you do too, right? So there's this Keith Urban love song that I've always kind of liked. It's called Making Memories of Us. And there's this line there in that song, and I know some of you know it, but it, Keith Urban says, I'm going to make you this promise, and it's a love song, right? So he's married to... Um, uh, Nicole Kidman, thank you, yep. Um, I knew you knew that. Uh, He's married to Nicole Kidman. I don't know if he's singing to her, but whatever. He's singing to some woman in the song. He says, I'm going to make you this promise. If there's life after this, I'm going to be there to meet you with a warm, wet kiss. You know, and your heart's just kind of like, that is, so, what a beautiful sentiment. Like, my husband, if you're a woman, my husband's going to be there to greet me. And a guy, you love to say that to your wife. And basically, today's gospel, like, you just picture, right, like, Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban, and they, they're in heaven, and they're going to embrace, and Jesus is like, ah, room for the Holy Spirit, right? No kissing in heaven. And I'm like, Yes. <laughs> What's going on? How could there not be marriage in heaven? Brothers and sisters, this is, you have, this is so powerful, and we got to wrestle with this. How could it be heaven if there is no marriage? And there's not. There is no marriage in heaven. And the fear, I think, that most married people have with this is they say, Father Brian, how could that be? Does that mean in heaven I won't love my spouse? And here's the answer to that. And here's the good news. Brothers and sisters, this is good news today. The Christian answer to that question is that, yes, you will love your spouse in heaven. 
In fact, you will love your spouse in heaven far more than you ever loved them on earth. Far more. But the truth of it is, is that what heaven's about, heaven is about you and I entering into the love that is above any human love. Heaven is about the love of the Holy Trinity. You will love in heaven in a way you never knew was possible. You will love in a way that no love on earth can ever come close to. But that love will be expanded to love all of those who are in Christ. We will all love each other that way in heaven. Our love will be greater than anything. As Paul says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has prepared for those who love him. And here's what I want you to think about today. So many problems we have today as modern men and women and as modern Christians boil down to the fact that you and I don't really believe in heaven. And I want to challenge you on that today. Heaven is real. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He conquered death. He ascended into heaven. And that is the only reason Christianity did not die the day that he did. Heaven is real. And here's what I want to get you to today. If you don't believe in heaven, what you're going to do is you're going to make something else the thing you live for. If you don't live for heaven, you're going to substitute something that is lesser and you're going to put it in the place of heaven. One of the things we do there is we put marriage as a thing that we live for more than for God himself. So one of my favorite novels... It's called Brides Had Revisited. Uh, if you haven't read it, it's a little bit of an acquired taste. If you're going to read it but you haven't yet, plug your ears because I'm going to give away the ending. So in that book, it's this marvelous book, but it's a story. It's a, Evelyn Waugh was there. Evelyn Waugh was a very devout Catholic. And it's a story of an affair and someone who comes back to God after they've abandoned him. And so in the book, Julia is a devout Catholic. She's raised devout. She marries a guy she never should have married. And she falls in love with someone else. Right? A story that has, is completely irrelevant to our times, right? No. This happens all the time. And so Julia falls in love with another man. She falls in love with a man named Charles. And she's already married and her heart is so smitten by Charles, her heart chases after him. And the book is a powerful story. She leaves the church, right? Like so many people in each of our lives that we love, they leave the church for that. But at the end, she knows that she has to come back. And it's so powerful. So at the end of the book... There's so many things I want to tell you about it, but I'll skip them. She has a radical conversion. 
so beautiful. And she tells the man she's in the affair with, she knows it has to end, and he knows it too. He knows it. He's not even a Catholic, but he knows it. So Julia says to Charles, she says, I can't marry you, Charles. I can't be with you ever again. How could she do that? How could she break it off? She's still in love with him. And Julia goes through an explanation. In the height of it, she says this. She says, the bad thing that I was on the point of doing, the one thing I'm not quite bad enough to do, is to set up a rival good to God's. The bad thing I was on the point of doing that I'm not quite bad enough to do is to set up a rival good to God's. You see, here's the thing. Is we don't believe in heaven. When you don't believe in heaven, brothers and sisters, what you do is you believe in something else. And you put all your hope in that. And Julia says, right, I had put all of my hope, not in God, but in his goodness and his redemption. And so I put my hope instead in a rival good, which was this person. If you do not believe in heaven, you will substitute something else. And here's the good news for you. Here's what Jesus, is, what the gospel today wants to say to you and to me, is that heaven is real. And if you believe that, it relativizes other goods. It relativizes other goods. If I know that I'm going to live forever, if I know that God has created a heaven where no eye has seen and no ear has heard the good things that God has prepared for those who love him, I can live for that. And what happens in the modern world is that we, we don't believe in heaven. And so what we do is we say, you know what? Life is about marriage. And it becomes the thing we live for. And brothers and sisters, I am convinced that this is at the heart of so many of our problems, right? People say, how, if you don't believe in heaven, how can the church not allow people to divorce and remarry? How can the church not allow that? You're condemning this person to misery. And that would be true if heaven wasn't real. The same thing is true, right? Today we talk a lot about, about same-sex marriage. How could, how could the church do this? Right? This person, they, this is all they want. How can the church be so harsh? Well, the church can do it because we believe in heaven. And if you can live for heaven, you can live through anything. We do this with all kinds of things. 
there, there's three big, the, the church, what I want to say to you, the church counsels all of us. It says there's three things. If you're a Christian, you got to have three things in your life, right? The three I want to talk about today are poverty, chastity, and obedience. Not just me, but every one of you is called to have those three things. Right? If, if you don't believe in heaven, let's just start with poverty. If you don't believe in heaven, chances are you're going to live for money. When I was in seminary, I used to, I, and by the way, all of us are still kind of there. I'm still, my heart's not there. When I was in seminary, I would take my rosary at night sometimes, and I'd go walk into the neighborhoods, and there's these gorgeous houses. And I'm like praying, right? Like, it's like the fifth sorrowful mystery is the crucifixion. Hail Mary, full of grace. Man, that house is beautiful. Oh, Jesus, will you give? I'm like not seeking it in this life, like, but I'll get a really nice house like that in heaven, right? That's not heaven. I was talking to my friend, Father Matt, book last night. And I said, what are you preaching at on, on this weekend? And he said, he said, my one-liner is, Heaven is so radically different from this world. Heaven is not this world plus room service. Think about that for a second. What God has planned for you in heaven is is greater than anything you have ever imagined. When you go to heaven, you're not, you're not going to have a mansion. Maybe you will. I don't know. But that's not what's going to make heaven heaven. What's going to make heaven heaven is that you will be inserted into the perfect, the perfect love of God. And it will course through every cell of your body. That's what makes heaven, heaven. If you know that, right, money is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with money. We all need it. Be successful. Be smart about it. Manage it well. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't pretend like it's the thing that really matters. My friend Curtis always says, he's like, money is a good thing, but just remember it's monopoly money. And I love that line. At the end of the day, we're playing with monopoly money. You can't take it with you. And when you get close to your deathbed, you'll know, yeah, money's not evil, but it's not the thing I'm supposed to live for. That's poverty. You can be a wealthy Christian and be poor because you know that money is not heaven. Chastity, right? Today, marriage. And and this is, I just want to harp on this. When we think that we don't, when we don't believe in heaven anymore, what happens is this. We say that that marriage is the best thing on earth, and it is. Marriage is the best thing on earth. But it's not the thing that you were created for. The only people who really think that marriage is perfect are people who are engaged and priests. That's it. (laughs) We're the only people who think marriage is perfect. Anyone who's married more than about 30 seconds can tell you that marriage isn't perfect. If you don't believe me, talk to one of them after Mass, right? But this is what we do. We don't believe in heaven, and so here's what happens. If you're married, it does a disservice to you because your marriage 
Just like my priesthood is meant to be on the way to Christ. Christian marriage is a means that helps us to the love that is eternal. And so marriage is really good. Again, it's, it's the best thing on earth. But to pretend that it is somehow equal to the love of heaven is nonsense. It's absolute nonsense and it's a lie. The other thing that happens with this is if you're not married, people come to me all the time and they say, Father Brian, God must not love me, I'm not married. My life is senseless because I'm not married. What? What? You are not created for marriage. You're created for heaven. And when we don't believe in heaven, marriage becomes everything and it's infected the Christian community. And also, people who were widowed or divorced, same thing. And we think life is meaningless if we're not married. Brothers and sisters, marriage is so good, but it's not heaven. I want to leave you with this today. Who, who cares? Why does this matter? Catholicism right now, in a very practical way, there's a lot of debate in our church right now about virginity and celibacy. If you haven't paid attention to this, there was a synod on the Amazon, and lots of people are saying, we need to get rid of celibacy because we'd have more priests. And it's a complex argument. I'm not going to get into all the ins and outs of it here. But here's what I want you to get today. Why does my virginity as a priest matter? Why does it matter? It's not, the key is that it is not practical. What most Catholics say is they say priests are celibate because if they had kids and a wife, they wouldn't have enough time to do the priestly things. That is not the teaching of the Catholic Church. Never has been, never will be. Why, why are priests celibate? And here's a, here's a question related to that is, is this. Think about this. Why are Jesus and Mary both virgins? Was it so they'd be available? Why does the church care, by the way, that Mary's virgin? Why do we care that Mary's a virgin her whole life, which she was? Why do we care about that? Why do the early Christians care? After she gives birth to Jesus, should it even matter? Mary was not virgin so that she could do things. Jesus was not virgin so that he could do things. In the New Testament, virginity is about an undivided heart. Virginity is not about doing things. Virginity is about an undivided heart. Being a Christian, right? Being a Christian is not what you get done. Being a Christian is is about perfect, loving union with God. And the church believes that the most fruitful person who ever lived outside of Christ himself 
was Mary. She didn't start a religious order. We don't have any sermons from Mary. We don't have any great works of theology. Why does it matter? Why is Mary so important? It's because her heart was so given to God that it was everything. You are called, and I want to leave you with this today, I am called to virginity in a particular way. I'm called to poverty in a particular way, and I'm called to obedience in a particular way. But you, if you're going to be a Christian, you must have all three. It's going to look different in your life but you're going to, than mine, but you have to have all three because you do not live for money. You do not live for pleasure. And you do not live for power. Because you know that God's kingdom, his heaven, is real. And so brothers and sisters, rejoice today. If, if you're married, you will love your spouse in heaven more than you ever love them on earth. If you're single, your life is not valuable because you are married. Your life is valuable because you're a Christian and you're called to God's kingdom. Jesus... Lord, may we live today as if heaven were actually real. Lord, I know the things of this world are passing. And it's so easy to be caught up in them. But Jesus, today, Lord, may we grow in poverty and chastity and obedience. Lord, we believe in the resurrection. Today, may we live for heaven.